if you stand as you are able for the reading of the gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the fifth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything, but is thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under the bushel basket, but on the lampstand. And it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish, but to fulfill. For truly, I tell you, until heaven and earth pass away, not one letter, not one stroke of a letter will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated and the children may come forward for a children's sermon. morning. How are you? Good and tired. As always. Yeah. As usual, I've got a question for you. What are you good at? Soccer? Hunting and fishing? Football? Football? Baseball? Soccer? Painting, walking, soccer, running, cartwheels, headstands. Cartwheels and headstands have never been on my list as long as I've been alive. Yeah. Say it again. Back walkovers. Whoa, we're getting fancy now. Push-ups. Front flips. Wall sits, front handsprings, cracking your knuckles. <laughs> Guys, I think we could sit here literally all day and just keep hearing the stuff that you're good at. And you know what? I believe it. I believe it fully. Is there anything you're not good at? Soccer. Soccer. <gasps> Say it again. Locker. Maybe it's pronouncing soccer. Yeah. Say it again. Oh, the library. All right. Oh, 
in our lives, we're going to experience things that we're good at and things that we're not good at. Sometimes there's a temptation. Can everybody look right here at my nose? Because this is the important part. Sometimes we might focus too much on the things we're not good at and not enough on the things that we are. Jesus says that each one of you is like a light, a bright and shining light. And that, with all the things that you are, what you're good at and what you're not good at, everything about you shines in the world so brightly that people can see the very goodness of God in how you are in the world. They may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven, is the fancy phrase we have in the Bible, but you shine so brightly. I can tell you with confidence that when I see you in the world, I think you're shining brightly. I think you're wonderful people. I don't need to see you all the time to know this. Does this mean you're perfect? No. But this does mean that you're good. And I want you to know today that no matter what you're good at or what you're not good at, no matter what other people tell you, 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 you are good. You are a bright, shining light in this world. And God made you just the way that you are. Does that make sense? This week, I want you to share the things that you're good at and be happy with the things you're not good at as God continues to help you grow into who you're becoming. Should we say a prayer? Let's say a prayer. Gracious God, thank you. Thank you for the way that you have made each one of us here today. Thank you for the way that our light shines all over this earth. Help us to keep sharing all that we are with our neighbors and friends and family and even with strangers when appropriate too. Thank you for being a God that loves us and makes us light. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for being here. You go back to your seats. In the name of Jesus, amen. Today's lesson is a continuation of last week's. And so Jesus, standing up on a hill, turning around and looking at the ones who had been following him, along with his disciples, has more to say in this sermon. In fact, several chapters more. But this comes right after the Beatitudes, right after this blessing for all the vulnerable of the world. And Jesus talks about salt and light. But we have to go backwards a little bit because once again, we need to understand the context of the day, or at least it helps to understand exactly how Jesus' words might impact the hearers. Jesus is giving a sermon on the mount about 50 miles as the bird flies outside Jerusalem to the north. 
50 miles. This is squarely not inside Israelite-centered country. This is past Jerusalem, past Samaria, into Galilee. And so in Galilee, away from where the center of the Israelite people would have been, the Jewish people would have been at the time, Jesus is up on a mountain teaching all different nationalities and all different kinds of people. Now, if you were Jewish at the time, Jesus was, several others in the crowd would have been, you would have been familiar with the purity laws and customs and religious order of that time. And these laws and customs taught you that in order to be a faithful person, there are some folks you associate with and some you don't, based on their nationality, their background, their actions, their uh, behaviors, and a few other things. But inside of these orders, you knew who to be around and who not to be around. Be around the ones who are also following this order. Don't be around the sick, the poor, the sinners. The whole crowd that gathered around Jesus was full of the sick, the poor, and the sinners. Jesus is standing 50-some miles away from the temple where all of religious worship would have been centered for the Jewish people. He is standing up on a hill. He's looking at a crowd, and he is saying, you are salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. This in and of itself is important. Important for us to hear and important for all people to understand that the God of heaven and earth does not define the best and brightest in the same way that we do. Does not define good and right in the same way that we do. That God took time at the beginning of Jesus' ministry to announce to all that would hear that what Jesus found, the God of heaven and earth incarnate found good and right, included the sick, the poor, and the sinner. This is enough for the day. And yet there's more. The sick and the poor and the sinner, because of that social order, were often outcast, set on the margins of society, set away from the center. And so Jesus begins his ministry not in the center, not at the temple, but 50 miles north. Jesus stands on the very outskirts of society and begins ministry there. For us, there are parts of ourselves that we don't like to bring to the center. There are parts of our community that we'd rather push to the side. There are things and moments that drift in our hearts and minds that are so constantly fought and pushed away. But here today, 
Jesus stands on top of a mountain and announces that the ones who are trampled underfoot, just like salt, and the ones who are hid underneath a bushel basket, pushed away from the center, the ones who are not welcomed are indeed just as much salt and light for this world as anything else. More than this, that the foundation of everything God has been doing since the beginning of time lines up with it. All the law and all the prophets. So let me ask you. Do you feel like you are salt and light today? Do you feel like you are very dimly burning? Do you feel like you have been put out and have been put out for a long time? Because the truth of it is, whether you are the brightest shining flame in this world, or you have felt cold for a long time, the God of heaven and earth chooses you as a part of God's center, as a part of God's love, as a part of God's care. There is nothing anyone on this earth can do to push you out of this center. There is nothing anyone on this earth can do to deny you this truth. The God of heaven and earth chooses you, chooses us, chooses all people to be at the center. You need not go to Jerusalem or to the highest mountain. God will find you where you are as you are. God loves you, cares for you, does not leave you. You are the light of the world and you are the salt of the earth, whether or not you feel it. This week, if you're feeling like a light, be a light. And if you feel like you need to be relit, go to the places where there are lights. I'll leave you with this image. Have you ever stood in service on Christmas Eve and passed lights to one another? Those things never stay lit. They just don't. Have you ever been an acolyte trying to walk from the front to the back with a lit flame? They just don't stay lit. Have you ever tried to be a candle outside, especially in the wind that we've had these past few days. It's not forever. But there is more fire in this world. There is more flame to be shared. You will never be without light, even when you yourself are not lit. The light of Christ is with you. The salt of the earth is for you. You yourselves are salt and light. Nothing, no one can take it away. Thanks be to God. Amen.